What up, what up, what up, what's going on, bro chachos and bro chachas, welcome back to Snug Wrestling, my name is Edgar, and I'm gonna do something, something, something new, something, something different that I've never done before, and that is going over NXT, and I'm gonna go over this, or I'm gonna try to go over this blindly, and I say blindly because in my time of being a wrestling fan, I have never seen a full episode of NXT from start to finish until today, for many reasons. One of the main reasons is the Judgment Day was announced that they were going to be on NXT. And of course, me being a Judgment Day fanatic, I had to watch and see what business the Judgment Day was going to take care of on NXT. Also, a lot of people from the main roster have been going back and forth from NXT to the main roster and vice versa. So I'm going to start paying a little bit more attention to NXT. Let's see how long that lasts, how far I can take it. So I tuned in and the Judgment Day, the Judgment Day, they started off opening up the show and the Judgment Day, they're working overtime. They're all over Monday Night Raw from start to finish and now they're on NXT. This is also the 10 year anniversary of the Performance Center, which could be another reason why they brought back a lot of the originals from NXT, like Damian Priest, like Rhea Ripley, like Finn Balor. And this whole faction, they're just total badasses, man. I can't get over how great the Judgment Day are, how far they have come along ever since they first started with Edge up until now. And they're just the talk of everything that's been going on since Monday Night Raw. The dirt sheets were also reporting stuff that happened with the Judgment Day. There was a bit of an argument backstage after the six-man tag match with Seth Rollins, Kevin Owens, and Sami Zayn. Apparently, there was certain individuals that weren't too happy about how the match ended up. But I think that that happens from time to time. But I think people are just blowing things out of proportion at this point. So the Judgment Day comes out to huge mommy chance and welcome home chance the nxt crowd is happy to see the judgment day and dom still gets booed even on nxt dom is the only one who did not go through the nxt process he was set straight to the main roster so he's not really considered an nxt homegrown talent but he still manages to get heat everywhere he goes dominic tries to speak and he gets booed right away so soon enough we find out that the judgment day is actually there because of carmelo hayes and trick williams Carmelo Hayes is an NXT champion who also recently had a match versus Finn Balor on Monday Night Raw. This was a non-title match that Finn Balor won. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams come out and pretty much set the match for the main event. It's going to be a tag team match. Carmelo Hayes with Trick Williams versus Finn Balor and Damian Priest. So it's going to be interesting to see, especially with all the, the drama that's been going on with Finn Balor and Damian Priest. Hopefully, I was thinking, hopefully these two are able to get along in the ring, and they did. But we'll, we'll talk about that more later on. 
there was a Gigi Dolan vignette with some other girl that I'm not familiar with. And the backstage segments, they remind me of like soap operas, like really cinematic, kind of like Lucha Underground type reality TV style vignettes. They're just too nice, too crisp i can't really explain it they just really really well produced a little bit too much so kind of made it seem really fake to me and i hate to use that word but a lot of these vignettes in this nxt episode just seemed overproduced and i noticed a pattern too throughout the show the nxt format is pretty straightforward right when the match is about to start one of the competitors comes out they go to commercials and then when they come back from commercials there's either an interview a vignette or some type of video package before the match starts so the next match or I should say the opening match is a team called Chase University versus Drew Gulak and some guy named Dempsey. And this is a jump start. One guy from Chase University is dressed like a teacher. I don't know. He's wearing slacks, a sweater with the little polo sticking out with the collar. And he just, I didn't even think he was a wrestler. I thought he was a manager, but then he ended up getting in the ring. There's a bigger guy from Chase University who looks good and can move in the ring. And Chase University, they're the baby faces. They have their own section of fans wearing the Chase University sweaters. And I thought at first these guys were going to be the heels, but but no. There are some good wrestling moves in this match. Drew Gulak, he's also a pretty decent wrestler. Chase University ends up winning this match. The finish was pretty ridiculous, unfortunately. There's a little 120-pound girl in the corner of Chase University who gets a way bigger Drew Gulak in an armbar. It's clearly right in front of the referee, but the referee chose to ignore it. And it was kind of like a two-on-one situation. I mean, Drew Gulak could have easily shooken off this little girl off of him or flipped her over, throw her, thrown her off or whatever. But no, this little girl overpowered Drew Gulak and leaving his partner by himself. And then that was the end of the match. So the match itself was pretty good. The finish was terrible. It was so bad. So that kind of ruined it. But it's all good because Braun Breaker had a promo right after this. And Braun Breaker cuts a promo on someone. I don't know who it was, but I feel bad for that guy. Because Braun Breaker is a total badass. And he's a scary guy. Following up, there was a really like heartfelt interview by some big dude talking about being a monster. And people bullying him. And he's a giant dude. And it seems like the people really like him. But in this interview there was sad music playing in the background and they're really trying to get that sympathetic baby face attention on this guy i don't really know the whole story i didn't catch his name but we'll see what this guy has and what this is all about later on in the future Cora jade versus jordan i didn't catch her full name now this is a women's match but this girl cora jade she looks just like sky blue from aw same exact gimmick same exact look they dress the same it's just like a copy and paste version of like 
Sky Blue. Now, or I should probably say that backwards. Sky Blue is a copy and paste from Cora Jade because Cora Jade is a lot better in the ring than Sky Blue. I'm sorry, but Sky Blue, she's way too young and green. And I'm I'm pretty sure Cora Jade is also young. But after seeing this match, Cora Jade blows Sky Blue out the water. Dana Brooke is ringside. Also another female athlete from the main roster that went down to NXT. Dana Brooke, when she first started, she had a great look. She was a great athlete. She was fit. She was built. That was a few years ago. She's a little bit older now. But when she first started, when I first saw her, I thought, wow, what a great look. What a great athlete. And I think WWE dropped the ball with Dana Brooke. Now she's in NXT. Looks like she's managing Jordan, the girl that Corey Jade was wrestling Cora Jade ended up winning this match and then there's an afterbirth where Dana Brooke gets involved so it looks like Dana Brooke is still wrestling and she's probably going to be facing Cora Jade Isla Dragunov cuts a promo on Braun Breaker so this is the guy that Braun Breaker was talking about previously in his promo this is the guy that is going to face badass Braun Breaker Again, I'm not familiar with these people, so I don't know what to think about this at this point. But it's not going to take long for me to find out because a match is coming up right after. And it's for the number one contender for the NXT Championship for the American Bash. Before the match started, there was a video package for NXT Underground, formerly known as Raw Underground. This was that fighting segment that was, I believe, created by Shane McMahon a couple years ago on Monday Night Raw, where it was mostly like a cutthroat, modern-day version of of the brawl for all but without the boxing this is basically wwe's way of trying to do shoot fights quote unquote it was taking place on monday night raw for a couple weeks maybe a month or so and then it just completely disappeared but wwe brought it back for nxt now i didn't get to see the nxt underground that happened but it involved gable stevenson who signed with wwe a couple years ago but we haven't really seen too much of him until now but enough of that let's get into this Braun breaker versus dragonov this is at the top of the hour and man this match was the drizzling shits no i'm kidding i'm kidding i'm totally kidding this match was so so good Braun breaker Man, this guy, he reminds me of like Ken Shamrock, Steve Blackman, you know, hardcore Bob Holly, like those really believable guys. Like if you were to put Braun Breaker in the Attitude Era, that guy would have been so successful in the Attitude Era. And in any era in wrestling, I think Braun Breaker would, he's just so great. And that guy, he means business, no goofy gimmicks. And he's the definition of like a snug wrestler, no pun intended. But holy shit, man, this match, this match was great. Dragonoff was also pretty good too. I this is the first time I've seen him. Maybe the second time I've seen him. But he really held his own versus Braun Breaker. Braun Breaker was uh at one point during this match on his knees. He was selling and Dragonoff chops him and Braun Breaker gets mad and just goes on the offense like in a shoot way. Who knows, but it was awesome. Like it wasn't like, "Oh, I hit you and then you hit me or I'm gonna let you hit me." It's like, "No, if you hit me, I'm going to hit you back 5 times harder." Dragonoff's finisher the torpedo moscow 
that was an awesome move. He pretty much just launches his whole like upper body at his opponent and it just looks great. Braun Breaker comes back with a picture perfect spear when the guy's coming from the top bro, but that was a false finish. I thought that was done because that spear was just it looks so phenomenal. But no, that wasn't the end. And Dragonov got the upset. He ended up pinning Braun Breaker surprisingly. I thought Braun Breaker was going to win this one for sure. Dragonov is going to be going to the American Bash to face I believe Carmelo Hayes for the NXT Championship. But man, what a great match. If you haven't seen it, if you don't watch NXT, I recommend you go back and watch this because this was one hell of a match. Wesley, the North American NXT Champion, he's getting interviewed and he's talking about Mustafa Ali. So I believe Mustafa Ali and Wesley are going to go at it at the Great American Bash for the North American title. During the interview, Dom comes and interrupts Wesley and challenges Wesley for a match next week for the North American title. So the Judgment Day is going to be on NXT next week again, which of course means that I will be watching and I will be giving you my thoughts and opinions about NXT next week as well, even though you did not ask for them, but I'm going to give them to you anyway. A women's match, Tiffany Stratton, who's the women's NXT champion versus Ivory Nile, Ivy Nile. But before the match can get started, Baron Corbin has a vignette, a very, very cinematic vignette. Who am I now? What am I going to do? And he's just driving around in his car looking like he's looking for something or someone and just being really mysterious. And it's just one of those really, really overproduced, really cinematic vignettes. Once the match started, this is the first time I've ever seen the NXT Women's Champion, Tiffany Stratton, and she's not bad. She can move. She ended up winning this match with the prettiest moonsault ever where she jumps from the bottom rope to the middle rope to the top rope and then does the moonsault, which was pretty decent. But this girl, she's NXT Women's Champion for a reason. I can see her in the main roster. She reminds me a lot of like Lacey Evans because they have the similar look. They kind of get the similar heat. They're both heels. They're both athletes. So I really liked Tiffany Stratton. I like her a lot more than a lot of the girls already in the main roster and apparently the girl from chase university that helped chase university win the opening tag team match that got drew gulak in an arm bar challenging tiffany strat into a women's championship apparently they had a match before and the champion tapped but she's in denial but we'll see how that goes i'll probably watch just to see what tiffany stratton how she pulls this off but we'll see what happens there okay this next match this next match was really, really confusing because earlier in the show, there was an interview with some guy that I've never seen before. I believe it was Tony D'Angelo. Now, Tony D'Angelo, he was wearing a jumpsuit like, like he was in jail or he was arrested or something like that. And this match, I believe it's Stax versus Joey Coffey. Now, Stax comes out and he is dressed like in sync from the 90s with the same hat like Justin Timberlake would wear with the bandana and he just looked goofy. This is a freedom or trial match. What the fuck is that? I mean, I have no idea. I'm guessing Tony D'Angelo, he's locked up. This match 
Stacks has to win to grant D'Angelo freedom, but like, how does that even happen in a wrestling show? Like, what the fuck is going on? It seemed like there was some type of deal going on that D'Angelo had made with his opponent, Coffee, that Stax was supposed to lay down but refused. And there was a telephone call that aired during the match. All that stuff that was just like extra gaga, like, it was just confusing. Again, like, I I have no idea what's going on. But the match itself, there were some headlocks. There was arm drags. There was back body drops. The guy kept, stacks kept saying, oh, I'm fighting for my family. And it's just really, really dramatic type soap opera stuff that I'm seeing here. I don't know how I feel about it. Stax ended up winning and the Don is free. So what is this like some type of Italian mob boss? Like people like to talk about Roman Reigns being like an Italian gangster or mobster. But no, this is I think this is what they're going for here on NXT. Finally, the main event, Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams versus the Judgment Day. Trick Williams, he comes out with Carmelo Hayes. And that's what it says on the screen it doesn't say carmelo hayes and partner trick williams it doesn't say carmelo hayes and trick williams it says carmelo hayes in big bold letters with trick williams with really small boring font so trick williams is just like the the lackey he's just the random and he, but he's a big dude. He's almost as tall as Damian Priest. He's athletic. But in the ring, Trick Williams just looks like a jobber. Compared to Damian Priest, compared to Finn Balor, compared to these established guys. And at the beginning of this match, Judgment Day is just having their way with Trick Williams until Trick Williams is able to free himself and tag Carmelo Hayes in. And that's when the match picked up and started getting more competitive. And Carmelo Hayes, man, he's a smaller guy, but he can move. He The way that he bounces off those ropes and he launches himself to his opponents is, is great. And also, Damian Priest and Finn Balor, they worked really well together they were doing tags left and right and splitting the ring and doing you know double tag team moves in the ring and there's there's no tension there anymore these two are back on the same page thankfully judgment day ends up winning with finn balor's double stomp and finn balor has two wins over Carmelo Hayes as of now, one in a singles match, the other in this tag team match. Man, that was interesting to say the least. NXT, the matches itself in the ring are not bad. They have some good work in the ring. Everything else though, outside the ring, the vignettes, the storylines, the interviews, all that other stuff is just way too much over the top for me i understand why a lot of people don't watch nxt anymore but the in-ring work the stuff that these people are doing once they're in the ring is not bad at all i would much rather see these matches that i'm seeing on nxt they're a lot better than some of the matches i see even in the main roster and also and other companies over there on the other side. So this was a different feel. This was a different energy for that I'm used to. Because I'm just used to seeing Raw, SmackDown, Dynamite, Collision. 
This is a completely different animal of NXT. Again, NXT is going to be more on the map. I believe people are going to start noticing NXT more, especially with all these superstars from the main rosters coming back and forth. So let's see what happens. I'm going to see how far I can take this. And hopefully my NXT knowledge grows and I can actually understand what's going on here. Let me know what you guys think. Who is someone good from NXT, that next up-and-comer? Who stands out to you guys? Let me know. Make me some recommendations. Hit me up at Snug Wrestling. Thanks again. Talk to you later.